0: Is that all you get for your money?
1: And if that's what you have in mind yeah, that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Because
0: I'm moving out
1: Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team, sitting here on this cool morning with Becky Ivins.
0: Good morning, Mark. It is twenty-seven degrees out there, so and there is a wind. So, uh, bundle up, folks.
1: It is an Oklahoma winter morning.
0: I know, I know. It's, it's but we're not going to have that very long. It's. So I'm they ready. say. Well, our business tells us springtime's here
1: this week. All of a sudden, it was the real estate market woke up. I know, and we it was a busy, busy week.
0: It was very busy, and we kind of expect that to continue on. So if you're thinking about buying a house, I always say be ready by the 15th of February. If you're going to put your house on the market, have it ready February 15th.
1: Yes. Because
0: if we have an early spring, you're going to miss your market otherwise of if, most of the buyers out there looking.
1: That's it. If you are thinking about buying, selling, investing this year, this is the time to be meeting, talking, moving – Waking up, shaking off the frigid cold, and getting after it.
0: Yeah, and there's there's a lot more inventory now than we've had. So uh, people are accepting contingency contracts. We've got several contingencies going on right now, and luckily all of them are on track to close. So, <laughs> <laughs> and a contingency, well, there's lots of contingencies in a contract, but the contingency we usually talk about is, it's contingent upon the sale of another home. Yeah. And uh what's the most contingencies you've ever done together?
1: Three. Okay. Yeah. So basically they have to stack up like dominoes. One person has to sell in order to buy the other one, then that one has to sell in order to buy another one. So Yeah. I I've done several three.
0: that are five together, but I've done two that are seven. Oh my deep. gosh. And all of them closed one of them was on the uh friday after 911 oh boy and luckily some people had money in their bank because the to be able the people some people in the middle ended up going ahead and doing their purchase cash because their financial institution had been blown up good <clears throat> i night. know crazy stuff right wow but uh i have a kind of Asking them the question, very I think very few realtors would have thought to ask them the question, do you have the money in the bank to close anyway? Yeah. Because most people don't have that much money question. in the bank. But the question yeah. resulted in seven closings, right? <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: That's it. I, I often will talk to the client and ask questions that are, what are our options? Doesn't mean we have to do it. Right, but what are our options?
0: Well, knowing the options makes us for a smooth transaction.
1: That's so. that's it, and we have someone with us this morning that we go to when we want to know our options, and we ask our clients to go to, and it's our money man, Dean Riddell, money, money,
0: money, money.
1: in MLS number one nine six eight nine five. Dean Riddell with SWBC Mortgage is our in-studio guest. You're just not calling in. You're a pretty face this morning, Dean.
2: What do they say? You have a face for radio. Yeah, there you yeah.
0: go, <laughs> Mike McCarville. Yeah, here I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Morning, guys. How are you?
0: Good morning. Uh, we've got kind. I think this is a really good subject for us to cover, and that is how much can the seller pay on behalf of the buyer. Who can help pay down payment? How can the buyer be helped by other people? What's legal? What's not legal? How much verification does there need to be? So, uh, and we're seeing a little bit more of that <clears throat> nowadays. Boy,
1: that's a big one. So when we talk to market about people and people ask, how's the market?
0: <clears throat> well,
1: it's one of the. it depends on what you're looking to do. But one of the things we didn't see for a long time while everybody was like, it's a high end what real estate market was seller paying anything towards a buyer's cost
0: well because sellers it was a seller's market
1: we had multiple offers that
0: were coming now we have a balanced market and a balanced market is when there is free negotiation back and forth uh it's not a given that you have to pay list price or more than list price it's not a given that the seller is going to take 10% sent less than appraisal mm-hmm. value for right. their house. We've seen all those markets. Yep. But this is what I consider to be a balanced market. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, man? I think
2: you know, I, use, I use the term normalized. So we're starting to get <laughs> back into a normal flow after COVID. Because, you know, prior to COVID, eight out of 10 contracts I'd receive, seller was paying some or all of buyer's costs. Of course, COVID happens and sellers didn't have to do anything and so that turned off. Now we're getting back to, you know, I'm seeing sellers paying cost, Some or all. I'm not saying all. Yeah. But uh, I think it's getting back to the normal world. I think we need
0: that. Almost normal. <clears throat> we still get multiple offers. And in a normal world, it's not typical to get multiple offers. Yeah. I think that's the scarcity of... Available properties. So when a really nice property comes up, I mean, like, I checked my email last night about seven thirty, and realized that I have four offers sitting there on in my email. And I just checked it like an hour before. In fact, I quit work about six forty five, went back, checked my uh, my email to see if there was anything else I had to do, and there is four offers sitting there. Now I've not checked it this morning yet. We may have double that many. But we've got a couple of properties that are uh desirable, they're very, very desirable. desirable. Yep. It doesn't mean that they're particularly that good of a deal, but they're just scarce to find.
2: What price point?
0: The uh one of them is in the two hundreds and the other one is actually in the mid one hundreds. Wow. Uh which is mm-hmm. hard to find. It is. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Yep. Well, that's what, you know, normal market of when there is a property that is, has, is in a desirable school district or a desirable neighborhood where you have multiple people who would want to be in that neighborhood. They sell quickly. Right.
0: What makes a neighborhood really good? That's a good show. We should have that sometime. One of the things is it has the look of stability with mature foliage like big trees, but yet the houses are pretty new or extremely well kept up.
1: Didn't you used to say that you you sold trees?
0: I did. I did an advertisement one time where I literally was in a $600 Mm. suit back then. That was a big deal, but sitting in a tree (laughs) saying I sell trees with houses on the lot (laughs) because uh, I – all the neighborhoods that were my favorites were the ones with great big trees.
1: <laughs> All right. If we can find video of that, listeners, we're going to put yeah. it on the Facebook page. That's, <laughs> that would be, there's got to be video somewhere of that.
0: Uh, so, well, I doubt there's video of it because it was back when you had to, it was, it was probably black and white.
1: Challenge accepted. <laughs> Pre-video days. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh Okay. So we're talking about what can the seller pay for the on the buyer's right. behalf. We call it seller concession. Right. So what you know can the seller pay?
2: A, it gets back to the type of financing the buyer's doing. You know, and Mark touched on something as we opened as far as getting you know getting ready and you touched on it getting pre-approved. And to me that's the key guys because I think in our lending world Lenders try to put everyone in the same bucket, and 99% of the clients we finance, we see face-to-face. What do you want to do? What's your game plan? How much money do you have available? How much money do you want to use? Uh, And we get into the math with this is what the seller can pay based on the type of financing you're doing because it's not one-size-fits-all. So if someone's doing a conventional loan, they they have great credit. They're putting 5% down. Then it's 3% seller concessions. Is the max, so 3% of the purchase price towards closing costs and prepaids?
0: Now, that's important that you say that. We have a lot of realtors listening to our show, and howdy out there, my fellow realtors, because <laughs> it's important we understand this, 3% of mm-hmm. purchase mm-hmm. price, not 3% of loan amount. Bingo. Okay, and that can make a difference because if you put down $100,000 right. on a... Three hundred thousand dollar house, right? Well, then if it's of the loan amount, that means someone can pay what uh, two six. Well,
2: you're you're ramping it up. If they're putting you know, in that analogy, they're putting down thirty percent, right? So then you you bump to that six percent nine percent range of cost.
0: Oh, that's right. Conventional, Remember?
2: and so th- that gets back to sitting down with people saying, "What do you want to do?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Becky. I will get a contract this week on a conventional loan seller's paying twelve thousand dollars on a hundred thousand dollar house. They can't do it I mean if when the buyer's putting five percent down. so it's it's knowing what your concessions amounts are right. And I'm speaking realtors and buyers too right So you can navigate that contract the way it should be done so that the buyer wins, seller wins.
1: Everyone wins. In the I- end, everyone wins. And we need to take a break. We're going to be back with more of these numbers and your calls if you want to call in right here on Oklahoma Real Estate On The Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate On The Move. Our special guest is Dean Riddell from SWBC Mortgage. And if you want to call in and join the conversation today, the number to call in is 405-840-1000. That's 405 405- 840 Eight four zero one thousand, And if you might need a pencil handy today, or if you hear something, you go out and I was driving, I didn't get to hear it again. You can always go back and listen on the podcast version that comes out on Mondays at uh, anywhere that you subscribe to po- podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, it's on there. Just look up Oklahoma real estate on the move or put in Becky Ivins. It'll pop up.
0: Okay. Well, we are talking about how much of the cost Involved in selling a property, buying a property mm-hmm. can be paid by the seller. Right. Now, if there is no loan, if it's cash, are there rules about that? Can the seller pay any of the buyer's cost if yeah. there's cash?
2: Yeah, they can because, I mean, we're going to be dictated by, if it's a government loan, so FHA, VA are going to dictate to us what we can do and can't do. Fannie, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac on the conventional side, they're going to dictate what, Boundaries we have to stay in as a lender. So, when you have a buyer that's paying cash, you can kind of pull the guardrails off.
0: And there's not that many closing costs either. Right. If there's cash, there right. are some, right? You know, uh, but there's not the escrows that you set up right. in advance, which is the big
2: savings. And, and that's there. a good point, Becky, because, you know, that that is, you know, there's closing costs because what you and I are talking about right now are closing costs and what are called prepaid, which are your escrows. In this climate we're in today, with insurance kind of being a wild card, that it moves so significant from house to house, premium-wise. Right. It can skew those prepaids, that closing cost and prepaid number, to where it looks wrong. But in the old days, I mean, it was a good number. But if insurance, if we're putting, if we're estimating 2400 a year for insurance and we're collecting 14 months, it's 2800 Right.
0: Right, because you so, have to buy a one year insurance policy in advance. Then you put two or three months in escrow. Right.
2: So now change it up. So now that he, he calls his uncle's insurance agency and it's forty eight hundred a year. Oh
0: yeah. Or well, his credit score changes and his insurance goes up.
2: But my twenty eight hundred I was collecting now becomes fifty six hundred. Yeah.
0: So that's a and, lot. And so difference. you
2: see the math move and sometimes you'll go, Why is the closing cost and prepaids ninety five hundred dollars on this two hundred thousand dollar house? And, and the root of the problem is typically it's going to be that insurance quote that's ramping that number up, which, again, guys, when we meet with people, you know, we'll say when you find a house with Mark, go ahead and call your agent. Go ahead and say, property ABC, what would my insurance be annually? So that when you're ready to write the offer, we know what that closing cost prepaid number is in the event they need that help. But knowing that up front, adverse to being, you know, after the fact, you know, then you got to do an addendum, or maybe they're going to closing with money, you know. But knowing the math up front, I always say taxes are taxes. We all know what those are. Insurance moves from house to house that yet can affect the numbers probably more so than the rate than
0: In the interest rate. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> on a conventional loan. Mm-hmm. How much money? You said if you're putting five percent or less down, right? Then you can pay three percent. Right. The seller can pay three percent. So let's just say I'm the buyer. Dean is the seller in this regard, right? right. So Dean, if I make an offer on a three hundred thousand dollar house right. and we negotiate it for three hundred thousand, then you can pay you the seller. Can pay $9,000 of my closing cost. Right. And frankly, it's going to be about that. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. On a conventional loan. How about if you put down 10% on yep. a conventional so loan?
2: More than five, up to 25%, the seller can pay 6%. So that 300000 seller could pay eight, $18,000 in closing costs and prepays.
0: Well, and the... Purpose of needing that much money would be to buy your interest rate down,
2: or to do to buy
0: down, right? Right. So buy your mm-hmm. interest rate down, mm-hmm. long term or short. Or short term. So uh, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that the seller not only is helping the buyer with their down payment, not their down payment, but their closing costs and prepaids, but the seller is helping to buy the interest rate down for the buyer. Exactly. So,
2: so when we closed the loan yesterday at three o'clock, and it goes back to the consultations mark that we're talking about, so we basically he unloaded on me, told me his plans, desires, thoughts, uh, he found a new build, seller paid twenty one thousand dollars of closing costs and prepays. Wow, Wow. we did a three two one buy down his rate for the first year is three and a half, his rate year two is four and a half, his year rate. On year three is five and a half.
0: And that's set. That's that, not that's a it. negot- right. that's not a floating rate. Right. Those are set rates for three years the first three years and mm-hmm. then the last twenty seven yep. it remains the yep. same.
2: That's six and a half. 'Cause okay. you're taking you're taking that six and a half, dropping it three percent for year one, two percent for year two, and then one percent for the third year. Right. So at the end of thirty six months his rate will be six and a half. But the beauty behind that one. I know we're chasing a rabbit a little bit is if rates fall in the next fifteen months, whatever's left over from that twenty one thousand is his money to use for his refinance buy rate down principal reduction, do whatever he wants to do from the body of that number
0: that's something I have to remind myself of oh becky it's it's a home run
2: right Because he'll have and, and you know it was a six hundred thousand dollar home, but his payment changed between a six and a half and three and a half. It was $992. I mean, it was a big number. Wow. For year one. Yeah. It was $600 on year two.
0: I think we could see some uh, military folks doing that. Mm-hmm.
2: And you can do it on a government loan. We, we, we do them.
0: Right. Well, I mean, military folks don't have to get government right. loans. Sometimes right. they've True. sold a house or, right. and they get some money up front and they can get a conventional loan with a buy-down. Right. And after... The third year they're gonna move anyway, yeah. right? <laughs> in, in that three two
2: one most commonly that we do is a two one buy down. Right. Okay. Be- why? Because of the cost. Right. Because when you do it three two one, that third year, that low rate, that nine hundred and ninety two dollars that I referred to times twelve ramps up that cost that the seller has to pay. Because not all sellers are in love with paying $21,000 of buyer's cost.
0: Right. True. But. But it happens. Knowing yeah. that the option is there really makes a difference. Right. Okay. So conventional <clears throat> loan, someone puts down 25%. Mm-hmm.
2: How much can the seller pay? Then they go to 9% of cost.
0: So if you put down 25% or more. Right. Then it's.
2: Yeah. Well, no. so take your $300,000 loan. That's $27,000. And I don't, you know, that's. You're, you'd always go, "Why, how come? That's but crazy money it's crazy money <laughs> it is
0: but you can use of that nine thousand you can use nine uh, percent right you can use that to buy the interest down right over the long
2: haul of the right. loan and, and maybe never re- refinance should rates fall right. you know what I'm saying that, that you can look at that way or that analogy two different ways: do I do it, two one buy down and three, two one buy down? and know that I'm going to refinance 15, 18 months from now if rates fall? Or do I bury, what I call, bury my rate today to where I'm not going to refinance when that day comes because I'm okay already?
0: Right. Well, and that, kind, that will depend on actually the lifestyle and how long someone's right. going to stay in their Absolutely. home and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And that's why you sit down with a really good yep. mortgage banker.
1: So on that, if a seller is paying concessions up to three six even up to nine percent how does that affect money from grandparents or money from uh an aunt and uncle who just love them and that's now that is
0: what we're going to talk about when we come back
1: okay right after this break right here (laughs) in oklahoma real estate on the move Driving home with Lee Matthews. This is too good. we got to have some music for this. Here we go. Yes. I'm not going to punish you for leading uprising against me. No, no. You're exiled to Belarus. To get to Belarus, I want you and all of your people to get into this airplane. What is wrong with airplane? Nothing at all. Absolutely nothing wrong with airplane. Bon voyage. Comrade. Afternoons from 5 to 7 on News Radio 1000 KTOK.
0: As a real estate investor, I look for sharp agents who really know their market. Agents who do so much business, they can find me the right investment property and sell it for the most money without drama. When I need real estate advice in Oklahoma City, I call Becky Ivins. Her innovative marketing attracts hundreds of buyers every month, which creates more demand for your home, selling it faster and for more money. She guarantees to sell on your timeline or she'll buy it. the agent i trust becky ivans and avoid the drama
1: we all like to save money and state farm can help you with discounts when you combine your car insurance with state farm homeowners insurance you get big savings so talk to your neighborhood state farm agent and experience the good neighbor service that has made state farm america's number 1 insurance company together they can make sure you get the discounts you deserve and coverage you need call Brad Russell at 947-2812 once again 947-2812
2: Like a good neighbor,
1: State Farm is there. Hi, I'm Joe McKinney with McKinney Investments, and I'm here to talk about Robbins Roofing. They're reliable. They're honest. They're not a fly-by-night group. They're here for the long haul. They've hit the mark every time with what they said they're going to do, at the price that they said they were going to do it, and the time frame that they said they can do it. I couldn't recommend any other roofing company any more than I can Robbins Roofing.
0: For roofing at its very best, trust R.O.B.
1: I-N-S. Visit RobbinsRoofingInc.com. CIB number: OK eight zero 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 two five one. News Radio one thousand KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team. Here with Becky Ivins and our special guest Dean Riddell from SWBC Mortgage. It is time for our word of the day. Our word of the day is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. Give them a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. Becky, what's our word of the day?
0: Concessions.
1: Ooh, I love concession stands.
0: I know, right? You always get something good out of a concession.
1: Mm, A little nachos, a little hot dog. I don't think it's the right concessions, right? No,
0: no, no. This is seller concessions. as it has to do with real estate. So a seller concession is a portion of the buyer's closing costs and prepaid expenses that the seller agrees to pay for. And that way, reducing the overall upfront cost for the buyer. So seller concession is an amount of money. Now, my real estate friends out there, never just say ever, do not ever say Seller to pay all of buyer's closing costs. That is isn't open checkbook. Open check. Uh, I always always say put a number
2: on it. I mean, just put a number.
0: Seller shall provide, and we use the word shall because our contract is written in that future perfect tense. I think that's my English people. Go ahead and call and correct me on that. (laughs) Uh, But a seller shall provide a seller concession or the buyer in the amount up to this much money. However much money you put in there.
2: And I always finish it off with and prepaid. Because that number we're talking about, there's a difference between closing costs and prepaid.
0: Well if you put closing costs, that's not a prepaid cost. I agree. Right. But, but
2: some some will interpret closing costs as being the the full ten thousand we're talking about. But maybe because you don't want to leave that wide open, just like you just said. And I always say $10,000 of closing costs and prepaid.
0: Well, and then if you're going to start spelling it out like that, you're going to have to put transaction fee, uh, any other fees that might be involved, inspection fees, that kind of thing. Because the, the seller can pay for those. Right, but they're not
2: lender cost. Well... Do they
0: have to pay for lender cost?
2: Well, they don't have to pay for a home inspection. We don't require a home inspection.
0: But, I mean, can that?
2: Yeah, I mean, if there's money left over, you probably could in- include some of those mm-hmm. those transaction fees or, or in- home inspection fees.
0: Well, as a realtor, I mean, use reasonable <clears throat> skill and care in writing that phrase. Right. Because uh, closing costs, prepaid inspections, uh, Can you just put seller concession in the amount? Shall provide a seller concession in the amount of and let them buy a home warranty with it?
2: I think you're going to have to stipulate it's going to be towards closing costs and prepaids.
0: Okay. And different lenders say different things on that. Yeah. Just so you know. But you do have to kind of comply with what the lender, the buyer is using, says. Right. So, okay. So, on we covered conventional. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, a 5% down payment, you can do
2: 3%.
0: 3%. And if you put a 10%, it's it
2: goes to 6%. 6%,
0: the mm-hmm. the seller can pay 6% right. of your cost. Right. How about if you put 20% down? You're still at 6%. 6% <clears throat> all the way to 25% down.
2: Correct. 25% or more, then it goes to 9%.
0: 9%. Okay. Now, we're not talking about mortgage insurance premium, right? even though seller concession can pay right. for a mortgage insurance policy up front. Correct. Because, in that way you don't have that PMI right. payment in your loan right? if you pay that up front. You have to have fairly good credit to get that, don't you?
2: Well, every loan, conventional loan, requires PMI. If, if you're not putting 20% down... Right. So credit score drives the premium that the buyer has to pay if they want to do an upfront premium.
0: Right. Okay.
2: Okay. So, so it, it's very economical. If you have great credit, if you've got a 680 or 700 score, it becomes a big number because it's all driven off that, that middle credit score.
0: But if you have a 750 credit score, yeah, you're in good You're in good, it's, you're in good it's, shape. You're in great shape. Okay. Because it's – that's the risk. Oh, agree. I mean the risk is less yep. of a default on your mortgage if your credit score is higher. Right. So, okay, that makes sense. So seller concession, our word of the day, brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where I will tell you something. I talked with Larry Robbins extensively this week and he's gonna be our guest next week. And I highly suggest that you guys have your check your roof checked out after the winter that we had, you need to have your roof checked out. So just give him a call at 728-3700. thirty seven hundred.
1: First class. Yeah. And if you want to join the conversation today with us, you can call in at four oh five eight four oh one thousand four oh five eight four oh one thousand. So how does that we right before the the news break we talked about how does this affect money given from aunt, uncle employer. Employer, grandparents, mom, dad Well, you're kind of jumping into that,
2: and it can be wrapped up in the body of gift money. That's kind of what you're doing. When you get uh, for exiting concessions from seller, and we're still talking about closing costs and prepaids, gift money from mom, dad, aunt, uncle, blood relative, uh, that's all acceptable to go towards down payment and closing costs and prepaids. 100% of it can be provided by gift money, okay? So, you know, you touched on it a while ago, document it. You know, it's crazy, guys. For as long as I've done this, mortgage lending has changed multiple times. Gift money today is the same documentation that was required in 1985, which means, you know, I need a copy of the check mark that you're gifting to your child, I need a copy of, you're gonna sign this form. It says this is a gift, it's not a loan, it doesn't have to be paid back. I need a copy of your bank statement. I need a copy showing the money going into your child's bank account. We've got to document those monies. Where did that thirty thousand dollars come from? To our buyer, we're saying, Where did that thirty mm-hmm. come from? Dad gifted me thirty thousand. Well, that's fine. I just need A, B, C, and D. And we can pay that's totally acceptable, totally doable, and it's done every day.
0: So if dad <clears> sells an RV that they haven't used in 10 years, and he gets 60000 for it, it was a nice RV in its day. Right. Okay? He can pay, he can give 30000 of that to a child.
2: Right. As long as, I, and he sells it, right? Right. Then I'll need the bill of sale, maybe. Where did that money come from? Because maybe Mark had... in that account, then I'm not worried about the bill of sale because he still had excess monies there to give child $30,000.
0: Right. But anytime you involve another party in your home buying purchase, there has to be documentation. So prepare your parents and grandparents for that.
2: It's funny, Becky, because I can deal with, you know, the, the greatest resistance would be, my parents age group and they'll say he's not getting a copy of my bank statement, you know, cause they're real guarded. And mm-hmm. our focus is, is not to see where Mark spends his money as a, you're gifting monies to child. Our focus is not, and Mark goes to Starbucks five times a week and I mean, he goes to the casino and he goes traveling on. It is, does Mark have $30,001 dollars? Of viable money that didn't include a bill of sale or a sale of a, an RV, when you gifted that thirty thousand dollars to your child, we're we're not looking, we're not reporting, and that's the concern people have: is who are you going to report this to? We're we're not looking. Where do you spend your money? What's what's flowing in and out? We had to make sure you've got thirty thousand dollars of viable money that doesn't include an unsecured loan from MidFirst Bank or wherever before you gifted it to your child
1: so in this hypothetical rv that i love i love that i have an rv that you had i had yeah yeah, but i i hid fifty thousand dollars in that rv because i like to travel with big bucks happening around i gotta stick that in the bank and let it season before it can be used how long does it need to be 60 to 90 days for us not to say where'd that money come from so after ninety days, it's just there. Yes, there. Prior to ninety days, you have to say, "Where did that money come right. from? How did you get fifty thousand sitting there?" Right. Yeah. I
0: think it's so funny, <clears throat> the mortgage companies who loan money for thirty years only look back two years on income.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: I th- I just find that very peculiar that <laughs> you you don't have to have more than a two year history of earning money enough to qualify for the loan. And
2: I mean, I say it all the time, guys. Mortgage lending, you know, common sense doesn't count. I mean, they can have no credit at all because they choose to. Right. $100,000 in the bank, 500000 in the bank. And we're going to scrutinize it because I mean, they're they're more risky because they have no credit.
0: Well, no they, recorded credit, right. I, I
2: know. Right. Becky, but they're in a better spot than most people are when they got money put away and no debt.
0: Right. For sure. But
2: who are we to say – they're riskier. But that's that's the profile it's of the industry. The rules. It is.
0: Of selling these conforming mortgages. Mm-hmm. Tell me the difference between a conforming mortgage and a non conforming mortgage.
2: That can be viewed two ways, kind of. I mean in theory it is based on a loan amount. So in your conventional loan amount, your conforming loan amount is maximum conventional loan, seven sixty six, I think two fifty.
0: Five fifty. Five fifty
2: so if we're if the buyer is financing more than that seven sixty six five fifty, that is considered a jumbo loan slash non conforming loan, which means not eligible to sell to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. It exceeds that conforming loan limit.
0: So it higher interest rate.
2: Higher higher rate. Right. Okay. Um, you don't have the five percent down option. It's gonna be it'll probably be a ten percent down or greater. I mean. Some of the dynamics change a little bit when you jump into a jumbo market.
0: Well, they've increased the jumbo amount to the point to where, it, for a while, that jumbo amount was too low. Right, conforming loan amount. For conforming, yes, right. <clears throat> mortgages. Okay, we we talked about conventional. Let's quickly cover FHA.
1: Why don't we do that right after the break, and we're coming back with your smoking hot deal right here in Oklahoma Real Estate on the move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It is time for our Smoking Hot Deal. Hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh, Lord. Smoking Hot Deal is brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the southwest corner of 122nd and Penn, on 63rd, just west of Meridian, at 505 East Main Street in Yukon, and on May, just north of Hefner Road. I know. So good. What a day for Mexican food today. I know, right? It's like, yeah. Uh,
0: If you're ever Mm. wanting to cater something, say you just have an employee event or something like that, they are really good caterers.
1: Or a home event. If you are tired after your own Super Bowl party, or I can't say Super Bowl, can I? The big game party.
0: Why I can't you say Super Bowl? I think it's
1: trademarked or something, or you're not supposed to say it, or you're. Oh, the, I great. think Taylor Swift CIA comes in <laughs> or something like that. I think it's a conspiracy theory oh, along great. some way. <laughs> but the point is, Casabrico would have been a great choice to cater your That's event. correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's our smoking hot deal? Let me get off my conspiracy horse.
0: Okay. This is a home that I believe was. This was built by Ron James, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It is a
1: Ron James home.
0: Okay. And it is in Riverbend Estates on the water. Boat dock.
1: Beautiful.
0: Even though there's not really boats allowed there. I guess you,
1: fishing boats. You can do uh, non-powered boats. Yeah. So, like, you can have a little paddle. There's couples that can have a little paddle boat, Kay- a little kayak. kayak. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is $449. It is <clears throat> about 2560 square feet built in the year of 2000 uh three bedroom two and a half bath nice big three car garage uh and the outstanding thing about this is it is on the water mm-hmm. it is a beautiful look out all the windows of that house the way that is designed so uh i i encourage you to go look at it not open this week, is it?
1: No, not an open house this week. But you can go to BeckyIvans.com, click on search listings. You can ask to – you can schedule your own appointment or call our office.
0: Yeah, it's just such a wonderful home. $449,000 and a good price for that too, by the way. So that's our smoking hot deal. So Brought to you by delicious Casa Perico. You're making me hungry. <laughs> Uh, Okay, we're going to cover how much can a seller pay on an FHA loan, if the buyer's getting an FHA loan. Mm -hmm. Does it have to do with uh, any kind of down payment? payment?
2: FHA, just to kind of peel it back, they have to have a 3.5% down or more to buy. Okay, On an FHA loan, the seller can pay up to 6% of the cost, even as little as 3.5% down. Okay. So you know that three hundred thousand dollar analogy a while ago, the seller can pay up to eighteen thousand dollars. It shouldn't be that much. No. But it gives them the threshold to do so. Okay. Awesome. Um, the part I love for first time buyers in today's climate because we're getting back to that, you know, normalization or whatever you classify balanced market. Balanced market. market that <laughs> I knew I was going to be corrected, but uh, an FHA buyer. Can you use down payment assistance, a grant, to cover their 3.5%? Martin negotiates that the seller pays $10,000 of closing costs and prepaids because it's within that tolerance. And don't ask for more than you
0: need. Right. You don't want to don't negotiate want to for- a contract where the seller is going to pay $18,000 of your uh, closing costs and prepaids, and your closing costs and prepaids end up being $9,500. You've paid too much for the uh-huh.
2: house. Yeah, And that's where the lender needs to speak up and say, wait a minute, there won't be $18,000 worth of costs. We need to do an addendum, drop the sales price, nine grand. you know what I'm saying, to back in right. so where everyone wins. But in that case, I mean, that's a pretty picture right there of a buyer going to closing without any money out of pocket. And how about VA? VA is... And it gets trickier. I mean, there's always kind of an unwritten four percent, you know, lender fee wise. We're capped at one percent of total fees, and that includes certain itemized. But I mean, it's still more than you need.
0: You're talking. You're talking language. I today. know.
2: that language gets deep. I know. You, on the <laughs> VA side. Well,
0: on the VA side, <clears throat> like uh, the FHA side, the seller can pay how much in closing costs on a VA loan. Isn't it
2: 4%? It's, it's 4%, but then you get into different unallowable fees at the, that cannot be paid by buyer, that only can be paid by seller. The difference of a VA loan, we're capped at 1%. Your,
0: who lender, we, lender, the lender can charge up to 1% right. for and lender fees. Whereas
2: on a FHA loan, conventional loan, there are no boundaries. I mean, VA gets a little bit more specialized
0: well, more specialized treatment. What if you put down seven uh, percent on a VA loan? You is it? Do you can the they pay more, or is it still stuck no, at?
2: No, you're, you're stuck at the caps
0: at at four percent.
2: me let's use the four percent, which
0: by the way is a great number because well, that is. will cover it the is. cost it on is. most any purchase. Okay, now how about USDA loan
2: falls yeah. into that FHA family with uh-huh. the six percent. Okay. So you, you mean that, that's when, when someone says the Native American loan, 184 loan, that's in that FHA family. USDA is in that FHA family.
0: Those are two different kind of loans. Right. Though. right. 184 is Native American. A lot of Native Americans might not realize, right. and you do have to be a card carrying tribal right. member. Right. But different tribes will assist in the purchase of a home by providing certain monies. Right. Not all tribes do that, and not all tribes contribute. The same amount of money but so check with your tribe absolutely on that because you're going to be able to get
2: you know and that's a great point check with your tribe they may be able to give you a grant and they do some tribes do and it doesn't limit you to a 184 loan I had a client who received a $25,000 grant from or a gift from her tribe but we still did a conventional loan Back to your where did the money come from? comment a while ago that tribe money was used for her twenty percent down on her purchase, okay, so you see what I'm saying, and that right. doesn't apply to all tribes, but some tribes yeah. do provide grants that you and I wish we were part
0: of. Some tribes also provide loans right that have to be paid back right. and that can be used for closing costs but i and maybe it can I, even I, be used for down payments as so long as the payback. Amount is calculated in the debt-to-income ratio. Correct. Okay. If
2: 401Ks used to be the same thing, but we don't have to throw that into the debt ratio today.
0: Right. We've got a lot more to talk to you about, okay. Dean Riddell, with SWBC Mortgage. Uh, so we're going to have you back on okay. mid-March, okay. and we're going to talk about burn dominiums because – they are ever so popular now, but but not popular enough to have a lot of data as to what they ought to sell for. And appraisals. Right. We're right. going to be talking about yeah. that, and we're going to be talking just how to get a regular loan. Yep. What do you need to do to prep yourself, and what do you need to take with you for a pre approval?
1: And now's the time, seriously. Right. I if you have someone who is. Looking to purchase this year If you are You want to share this resource You can share it by podcast version Go on Hit subscribe Hit a thumbs up Maybe give us a star or five That would be great Thanks for being with us This week on Oklahoma Real Estate On the Move
2: May each day in the week Be a good day May the Lord always watch over you And may all of your hopes turn to wishes And may all of your wishes come true May each day